Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are coming at you with another NBA Mock Draft. Mock Draft 2.0. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Joined once again with my good friend, Callum Mack. How are you, man? Um, yeah, Mitch, you're doing well. NBA Finals time, uh, so I'm spending some time watching uh, Golden State hopefully beat Oi, Boston Celtics. Wash your mouth out, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, of course, uh, as you all know, I'm a big Boston Celtics fan, so I am rooting for the Celtics to win the championship after a big game one win, a bit of a letdown in game two, but hopefully moving back to Boston, we can tie up the series. Oh, sorry, keep our home court and uh, who knows, maybe maybe head back to, to Golden State up 3-1, but we'll take it one game at a time. We're talking draft though today. Going with our mock draft. Um, before we get started, Cal, any like reflections on our last draft? Anything that you sort of like regret or liked the way that it turned out with our draft? Uh, a little bit hard to remember exactly how it went last time. Off the top of your head, I know I've thrown this curveball at you, but anything you can take away from our last mock draft? Um, yeah, I think there was a couple picks I thought I would reselect um, j- just to do a, probably some more younger cores. Right, I think that was an OKC pick there. I, I picked someone a bit older. Um, I, if I could take that back, I think they'd just obviously take the younger. I think it was the, the Agbaji, I think. Or, or I can't remember. Yeah, I think was... I had him taking Agbaji, who, like, they needed a wing, so I saw that as a fit. But looking back, I think Soham was on the board, and, and they probably just preferred to go a younger big in that selection this time around. So little things like that. Also, I do have people moving up and down my, my yep. um, big board quite regularly as well when I watch more tape on other yep. guys, and it continues to happen. So this draft will be quite different, I think, to that original. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I'm always tinkering with my, my big board. I try not to make drastic movements and things like that based on, like, you know, things that I see. But I do have some guys rising, some guys falling, and, and I think since our last mock, um, that will be reflected in this one. We're also reversing the order now. So this time, you're going to have the number one pick. So last time, I've said the number one pick. If you haven't already, check out that last mock draft. We'll leave a link to it up the top of this video here, but um, let's get stuck into it with pick number one. All right, Cal, you have the first pick in this mock draft. Who are you taking for the Orlando Magic? All right, first pick, Orlando Magic. I'm taking Jabari Smith. I like the fit. Um, Three-pointer, scorer. Um, He's got the youth on on his advantage as well. Um, This team in general, Magic really just need anything. I guess they are a bit deep 
um, in the front court with your um, Wendell Carter Jr., um, Franz Wagner, um, mixed in also with um, the other big guy. I'm forgetting now. Wendell Carter. Yeah. That's it. So, but none of that matters. First pick, you take the best guy available. Um, so I'm, I'm happy taking Jabari, uh, Jabari Smith. And, and Jabari Smith is your number one player on your big board at the moment. He is. I yep. think he is. He's a sniper. He's a guaranteed um, shooter in this league, I think. Yep. Um, he's also athletic, big enough to switch, play maybe some threes, play even some big ball, um, so small ball lineups as the center. So I do like Jabari Smith here. Yeah, he's a very uh, very good defender as well. I think his defense gets lost in the the talk about his shooting capacity because obviously he's like the best shooter in this draft. And uh, But he's a really good defender as well. Very good hustle. Um, I like the pick. He's my second guy on my big board. I'm really coming in strong with Chet as my number one guy. And I think in that first mock draft, I did take Jabari as well, number one. If I had the pick here, I would be taking Chet just because I think he is the best prospect available. Um, but I've got him in the same tier as Jabari. I think Jabari is is in the same tier as him. Um, so I don't, I'm not, not too upset. I think that that sounds like the way the draft is trending um, and what's going to actually happen. Although there is still room for, for, I think Chet is also still in the discussion. It sounds like maybe Paolo might be out of that three by what I'm hearing, but it does sound like Jabari seems like he is going to be the number one pick, although that could change leading up even the day of the draft. Um, it's not a clear cut pick like it has been for the last several years. So um, at this stage, looks like we're, we're holding to form. Let's go to pick number two. Uh, yeah, so for pick number two, um, I'm pretty happy with myself here. I am going to select Chet Holmgren to the OKC Thunder. I think that obviously you've got two young guards in Shea and Giddy, who are sort of your building pieces. You do have a Lou Dort there, who's a nice complementary piece and a good rotation player um, who can definitely fit this team's timeline. So just going to keep bolstering the team's defense. I think that Chet, like I said before, is the number one player in this draft. Um, I think he's got the highest... I do think he's got the highest ceiling. I think that there's a bit of offensive untapped potential there. And obviously, we know the elite numbers and defense. I'm not worried about the skinny frame. Um, I know a lot of people are. I know a lot of people in our comments are. I understand that. But I just think that he's doing this and putting up these numbers and having this impact with a skinny frame. He's he's shown that he's been effective, even though the fact that he's really skinny. So there's even more upside that if he does put on a bit of size then he's going to be even better. Um, you know. So it's something that as you get older, as you get into the NBA, you get those trainers and dietitians and all those sort of things. They're going to help you put on some weight and you're a professional athlete now. So uh, I'm not too worried. I think he will be at least be able to be serviceable in that department. What, what are your thoughts on, on Chet? I know you're a bit lower than I am. I'm a little bit lower, um, but he is a hustler. He's been put up great stats. His field goal percentage is awesome. Uh, 3.6 blocks a game as well is, is awesome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, in terms of help defense, uh, he obviously can bring value to any team right now and getting in people's way, blocking shots. Um, ISO, I'm, I'm not quite there. He's too small, really, to guard the post. Um, but look, can obviously contribute in terms of um, motivation and, and and will be hustling hard, but I just think he's too small for a lot of those guys inside the paint. And, and outside the paint, I think he's going to get blown by at this point. Um, so those kind of are my concerns on the defensive end. That being said, um, yeah, the help defense should be there. Um, rim running, field goal percentage, can hit the three, uh, has showed a bit of a post game in terms of a bit of faders and turnaways. Um, so I do like what he's there. I do also just have a bit of red flag with, with the body type. 
the body type itself, um, I think does run a bit of a risk for injuries yeah. in a long-term kind of situation. So that's where I'm coming from. Um, but okay. See, I think it fits them quite nicely. They do need a big guy. So I'm happy for them to take Chet here. Yeah. I think, I think if I'm okay, see, I'm a static. I think this is the perfect piece. If they, if they had number one, I think they'd select this guy. Um, so I'm pretty happy with them. If this does eventuate, I think Chet would be by far and away my number one dynasty player from a fantasy point of view. I think his stats are obviously the highest potential. We know obviously the block rate and, and the rebounding, the efficiency and field goal percentage. He can hit threes. He's a decent passer as well. He's actually a really good rebounder. Look, he's, he may not be like a 25 point per game scorer, but in terms of multi-category uh, impact, he has the highest upside, I think, in this draft fairly comfortably. And in an OKC um, franchise and team, he's going to have a lot of license to at least have the opportunity to build on that offense and, and be contributing there. So I think um, if, if this is the landing spot, he is my only person in tier one from a dynasty point of view. Do, do you sort of agree with that take or are you still a bit concerned with the durability issues? Um, in terms of fantasy, I think he should have the best output. Yeah. I still have the durability concerns. Yes. Yeah. But fantasy wise, this guy should be a bit of a unicorn for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. He's going to be a really good fantasy player, assuming that, it does translate into the NBA and he can get the minutes and um, I, I do believe that he will. Let's move on. All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all of our 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide booski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league on to pick number three Who you got for us, Cal? Houston Rockets. Um, They need a bit of everything, I think. Um, But on this pick, I'm just going to take the best guy on my board in Paolo Bancaro. Uh, I just think he's the best available. I would consider Jaden Ivey. Yeah. um, But in terms of what I have right now on my team, I think Christian Wood's probably going to be in a trade. The only real pieces is your Jalen Green. Um, It's probably probably about it. The other guys, I mean, Aper and Sangoon, you could see how that goes. Kevin Porter Jr., Maybe that experiment may, might not last too much longer, but they're still playing him at point guard. Um, I, I do like Usman Garuba, who they got l- last year. I think there's some potential there. But there's guys here with potential, but I just think get the best player available. Power Bankera, scorer. Um, there are some defensive questions for this team. I do think Jalen Green can become a better defender um, when, when he obviously gets a bit more experience in the league. And, and I do hope that Paolo can kind of um, work on that skill moving forward. 
What, what do you think about his fit with the rest of the front court? Are you, are you, if you're the Houston Rockets manager, are you thinking that Shangun's your center and Palo's your, your four, and then you've got Green at a two, three, and then you're figuring the rest out? Or, or are you sort of hedging your bets and hoping, or, or maybe you think Palo's a three? Or what are your thoughts there with, with the fit of the center? Or you may be thinking that, um, Sangoon's not the player that you build around and not worry about and just hope that he becomes something. What are, you, what are your thoughts there? Um, I really do not like a lineup with Bancaro and Sangoon on the court together. At yeah. this point, unfortunately, I think, you know, in terms of defensive liability, that they're both up there at this point in time. So I, I do have concerns there, 100%. Maybe I just run rotations, but they um, don't see a whole lot of court time together. Maybe running a bit of Paolo at the five, sorry, at the three, and then having a good defensive big at the five, like your Garuba when he comes off the bench or mm. something uh, to, with that regard, potentially um, have a good shot blocker out there with them uh, yeah. to help on defense. But at this point, I, I'm, I just think Paolo is... It's just a problem you'll figure out later. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a problem for later. If I can build some stock on Sangoon um, and and maybe move him if it's just not working, but I I feel like that's still one or two years down the track at least. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Houston would love one of the first guys, the first two guys we drafted to fall to them at three because I think the the fit with Ivy and Sangoon has its issues, whereas it doesn't with the other two. Um, But I don't... I don't expect that to happen on draft day. It hasn't happened here on our mock draft. And look, as much as I am a bit nervous about Bankera, he's still my number three ranked prospect. So in terms of best player available, I would do the same thing. So don't mind it at all. Let's go to pick number four. Oh, the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Um, I, I just hate every option here. I don't... Just also Good for the... Though. Like the yeah. Kings, are, you know, they... We're not the drop or they're, they're ecstatic. They've made it to the fourth. Great. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's good. Like you definitely rather be here than later. I think if I'm the Sacramento <laughs> Kings, I'm trying to trade this pick and I'm trying to get like a, I'm trying to get like a borderline all star level player or like someone who is a really good player that I know is going to help like an me. OG Ananobi has been on the yeah, market. Yeah. I would, I would, I would almost pull that trigger. I think maybe if you can give me OG and maybe. Maybe something else, maybe another little piece. Um, I don't know. Uh, do they have a pick in this draft? I'm not sure. Um, we'll maybe get to them later. But yeah, I, I would try and do that if that's your goal, try to make the playoffs. I know that they're really trying to keen to get this playoff drought ended. Um, I don't know. Okay, but we're not going to do that. We're not doing um, like fake trades in this mock draft. It gets all a bit too complicated for doing that. But if I'm at the board and I have to make a selection. I'm going to be selecting uh, Jaden Ivey, I think, at this point. Um, just... Um, the quickest backcourt yeah. um, in existence right here. I, I'm, I'm just going with a dynamic backcourt, just hoping that Shaden... Sorry, uh, hoping that the shot develops and continues to improve like he's shown from year one, year two in college. I'm hoping that maybe I can stagger the minutes a little bit more and, and, and play with a dynamic point guard on the court at all times. Um, continue my really fast pace thing that I started getting going at the end of last year. I considered Shaden Sharp, but I'm just, for me, I've actually moved Shaden Sharp in like a half tier on his own because I just, I'm not confident. And especially when I'm the Kings and I don't have a good history of developing talent, I'm just not confident taking a Shaden Sharp um, at this point when I've got someone like a Jaden Ivey who I am really high on. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to go there. 
and hope that the fit can work itself out. What, what are your thoughts with that pick? Um, I still think the King should be pretty happy with it. In terms of what's going to happen with Darren Fox and Devion Mitchell and, and Ivy, it's hard to share the court with those guys. Mitchell's probably got the best three-point shot. Um, Darren Fox has been very up and down in his career. You, you'd like to think that maybe that's where he takes his step forward in this next season and gets a bit more consistency. Yep. But in terms of uh, what you were last season, you did have a Darren Fox, um, and, and now you have added Sabonis and now have, have this high draft pick. Um, Hal Burton's on his way, but I, I think you've still done pretty well in, really in the scheme of things. Yeah, I'd still rather Halliburton, but yeah, I, I do think that like obviously moving up in the draft has been a big win for them. So you know, the, things could things could happen in Sacramento, assuming they don't stuff it up monumentally, which I definitely wouldn't put past them. Um, look, I'd even consider someone like like a Keegan Murray or Dyson Daniels here. They could go any any way here at, at, at Sacramento, um, but for me, I'm just going to go best player available and, and sort of work out the rest later. So let's move on to pick number five. All right, don't even have to think about this one for Detroit. I'm taking Shaden Sharp. Uh, I think he is a tier above everyone else on the board, and he fits well. He's a scorer. He's someone Cade can work with um, and definitely create quite a good partnership, I think, in years to come. So I'm very excited as the Detroit's GM to take a young prospect like Shaden. I think he's got the defensive tools as well to be a two-player um, kind of domino. I just hope his three-point shot can be uh, consistent. So Shen Sharp, um, Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I think I think the Pistons pick is really easy for them this year. Like they just get whoever falls to them at five. I don't think for if it was maybe a different team in here, I maybe wouldn't go Shaden Sharp. But for the Detroit Pistons, when you've only really got Cade to build around and maybe you've got some other cool-ish pieces, um, you you, you got to take that swing and go for the upside, and hopefully it pans out, and you've got two dynamic scorers and. And, and players that you can build around from there. Um, there's no real point taking a, a Keegan Murray or, or even someone like a Dyson Daniels who doesn't really have that upside. We, I'm confident he's going to be a good player, but um, you know, I, I think that this is this is probably a really easy pick. And and if it is someone else like an Ivy or even a Boncaro that that drops this far, you just you just take it and figure it out. So they don't really have to think too much, in my opinion. Um, come draft night, they just they just get whoever falls. Um, so I like the pick. Let's move on to pick six. All right, here we go. So this is this is where I'm going to switch things up a little bit here. Um, now, last time I think you selected Keegan Murray, which is probably the consensus pick at this point, and and I'm I'm definitely considering it here. But I'm moving really up on this guy, and I think he's going to be a nice fit next to um, someone like a Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I want this team to be a fast-paced team, but I also want it to be good defensively. I want it to have a high IQ. I'm confident that he is going to get better at shooting. So I'm going to be taking Dyson Daniels here at pick number six because he's the number one player on my board. And uh, I just like the fit with him and Halliburton. You've got two guys that sort of could take turns playmaking and, and, and good defensively. Um, you've got good height, good size in my backcourt. Um, so I'm not, you can't pick on me with a bigger player. Um, I'm not confident in someone like a Malcolm Brogdon or a Buddy Heald. I'm sort of maybe floating some trades out there with those two players, but yeah, that's where I'm going with Dyson Daniels. What are your thoughts on, on Daniels going? Obviously much higher than our last mock. Um, I'm, I'm definitely moving up on him and I, I, I'm pretty sold and locked in with him at six on my big board at the moment. 
And uh, yeah, look, I respect the Aussie. Uh, I, I love that he's going. Look, number six is that back to back years? Or yeah, I, I, yeah, year? Giddy did go six last year, so <laughs> that, that's just us, baby. Like that, it worked out pretty <laughs> well good last year. So don't change it. Um, yes, yeah, so I like Dyson. Uh, he's just yeah, great IQ, great floater game. Uh, can defend a lot of positions as well. His three point shooting form I do like, and did take a big step forward uh, throughout his stint. So yeah, Dyson Daniels, I. It, look, if I am the Indiana Pacers right now and, and I took Dyson Daniels, that there's my, my phone will be ringing off the hook, I think, for the rest of the draft. I'm probably trying to move Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. I'm seeing what I can do there to try and because oh, I think he's completely expendable now. Yeah, 100%. Um, you're you're obviously going youth. You have Tyrese Halliburton. You paired him with a Dyson Daniels as a good, really combo guard backcourt. They can both um, obviously shoot a little bit. Dyson Daniels needs to work on that, but defensively should be there. Um, dynamic duo, work with pace. Brogdon, I think you're just trying to move. Uh, surely yeah. you're trying to get inside the top 10 at this point as well. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've got, if Brogdon's worth that, but um, I think, yeah, you're definitely trying to move Brogdon. Um, you probably, you probably tried to move pick. Buddy. Um, but yeah, you, you're trying to do something to get some more assets back for that pick on a contending team. So yeah, I think for me, that's the play there. I'm not sure if it's good enough to move me into the playoffs. In fact, it probably isn't. Um, maybe a Keegan Murray does that for me, but maybe it's like a ninth, tenth, eighth seed. That's not really where I want to be. I think I think Halliburton's young enough that I'm happy to to this rebuild to take a little bit longer, and for me to build a bit more from the ground up and and go from there. Um, let's move on to pick number. Where are we up to? Pick seven. All right, pick seven. I, I think. Look, I'm trying to contend. I, I probably am picking the phone up. Um, I've got a bit of a trade exception. I think there's about 20 million I have in stock there to, to maybe make a trade here. Um, so, but if nothing comes up, if I can't really get a Jeremy Grant or maybe an OG and an OB, I'm happy to take in a good, solid prospect here. Um, can come and contribute straight away in Keegan Murray. Yeah, I, I, I like think it, it makes sense. Uh, can play. At the probably plays at the power forward, I, I think, um, first and foremost. And, and I do, um, with the lineup they have currently, I mean, you got what Justice Winslow, Nazir Little are probably contending for that starting role. So there definitely is, I think, a good opening for him to get some minutes there. Yeah. Um, and as I said, he's somebody who can contrib- contribute straight away. He's, he's a great player, solid everywhere. Um, reasonable IQ, good defensively. I'm pretty happy. If nothing, there's no better trade out there for me. Um, I, I'm happy to take Keegan Murray. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, this would be a really good scenario, I think, for um, Portland if this was to happen because you get someone who is a good player who we think complements Damian Lillard really well, someone who's a versatile defender on the wing, runs the floor really nicely. He can score a little bit. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to move someone like a Nurkic. You, you've got a solid starting um, starting five there. Um, so I, I think that would be uh, their... Of the realistic players that could be there, I think that he probably is their guy. Um, any consideration with some of the other wings, potentially, with like AJ Griffin, Benedict Matherin, or, or anyone else around that mark? I, I would be thinking, yeah, maybe for a wing, so Matherin, and, and even Agbaji, I'd be considering as well, to yeah. con- contribute right now, a bit of upside as well, a bit of skill athleticism. I think it's a bit early um, for Agbaji, but maybe if you trade back and get another asset, potentially, would you, would you consider that move? Uh, look, first and foremost, I'm I'm taking calls 
on this yeah. pick. I'm seeing yeah. what's out there, seeing what is available. Ideally, yeah. I, I want to get an OG and an OB or, or a um, Jeremy Grant yeah. in a trade potentially. I think that that is the best case scenario for me. But if that unfortunately doesn't happen, I am happy with a Keegan Murray. I still, I would consider a Benedict Matherin as well. He probably would be my second pick here. Okay. Um, or I, I still would consider an Agbaji as well, just some that can slot in. Uh, quite comfortably and I think contribute. Yeah, nice. Cool. Let's move on to pick number eight. All right. So with pick number eight, I think this might be a repeat from our, our same mock. And funnily enough, apart from that first pick where you picked Jabari over Chet, this has gone in exactly the same order as my big board here. So we're, we're holding form <laughs> and this is my next guy on my big board. I think it also um, fits a good need on this team. I'm confident with them developing his outside shot. And so I'm going to be taking Johnny Davis with this pick. I really like the um, combo guard here with them, you know, backing up CJ, you know, uh, having a a backup plan for someone like a Devontae Graham. Um, I like the length and the defensive uh, ability of Johnny Davis. And he can also get himself a bucket um, off the bench. And I think if he can continue to develop that consistent outside shot, which obviously in New Orleans, they've done that with Lonzo Ball. They've done that with Herb Jones and, and shown improvement with their jump shots. I'm confident that my coaching staff can help develop that. I think he can turn into a really, really good player. So um, someone who has been not really running up my board, but but holding strong while some other guys are maybe dropping down. So Johnny Davis is my pick here at pick eight. What are your thoughts on that one there, Cal? Um, you know, I love me some Johnny Davis. He, I'm behind him. He's, he's the kind of guy I always look for um, in terms of watchability. So Johnny Davis, he, he can defend as well. I respect the guy that goes out there and hustles. He's the shot maker in the mid range. And, and you're kind of hoping when you pick him that um, g- given NBA, you get a bit more spacing. Um, some of these guys in the mid range, they just work and they, they can work in the side, the, the mid range quite easily and get some better shots available. So I'm hoping that happens. And I obviously hope that his three point shot does come along, but Johnny Davis. Yeah. He's, I think he can contribute in any team um, just because he can bring the defense and shot creation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to pick number nine. All right. San Antonio Spurs. Um, who, who do they want? I, I, I'm pretty happy with where I'm landing here. He's probably, he's next on my draft board. I, I would consider him with someone else. I, look, I, I'm going to take Benedict Matherin. Yep. I'm going to take Benedict I like Matherin. I, I think that's who the Spurs want. Someone, um, a, a nice wing who's athletic, got some good upside, can run with DeJounte Murray. Uh, I did consider Jalen Duran is probably the only other guy I would consider here. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming that I just re-signed uh, Jakob Pertl and assume that he's my kind of center for the future because the defensive numbers for him um, he's are, a good are player. actually, yeah. yeah, they're actually quite quite good. He's a bit on the older side, but that being said, I think Benedict Matherin, he, he's right there in that same tier for me with Duran, and, and I just think that he can contribute straight away, and he's a great fit for my star player, Deshante Murray. What about, I've got another player for you. Um, I'm pretty high on him, but he's drawing comparisons to Kawhi Leonard um, more because of his physical frame, the size of his hands, and his defensive stats that he put up in college. But what about Tari Eason? Did you ever consider him here? Just I'm more just making the link between him and Kawhi and the fact that maybe the Spurs have the ability to draft him, knowing that they did develop someone like a Kawhi and improve his jump shot, which was a question mark coming out of college. Um, 
any consideration there, or is he sort of a, maybe a tier below those other guys that you were looking at? I, I can see the comparison with him and Kawhi. He's definitely swipes at the ball, can get some good blocks. Looks like he's got some pretty big hands. He he is um in terms of my big board, he, he doesn't um he's coming up pretty soon. Okay, but I I just had Benedict Mather and probably is that step ahead with the athleticism. Um, and, and potential there in terms of shot making. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I don't mind it at all. That's good. Let's move on to pick number 10. All right, pick number 10 for the... Where are we up to? The Washington Wizards. Okay, now Wizards are always a, they're always a funny one to draft because I don't know which way they're going. Are they trying to compete... I don't necessarily think that they should be. Um, they desperately need some playmaking and a point guard, but there's no one really good at this point in the draft. Um, geez, what am I doing here? They've got they've drafted a bunch of these small forward, power forward sort of types recently, and there's a lot of those guys still on the board. Okay. You also assume that you're going to be re-signing Bradley Beal. Um, They'll be yeah. having those discussions in the offseason. You assume you're re-signing him. I am assuming that um, Kristaps Porzingis I've just uh, traded for. He's got another two years left on his deal. Oh, boy. This is actually... I hate this. I hate this spot. Um, let me... <laughs> let me go with... Uh, who do they even want? Let me go with... All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hedge my bets and keep the options open. This isn't. This is the first time I've broken away, and I've not gone the best player available on my board. And I'm gonna go with an AJ Griffin here, just because he's obviously um, one of the youngest players available in the draft. I like his shooting, so if I do want to, if I do want to compete and try and get into the playoffs, I can do that because I obviously his shooting is going to be valuable for that. He can maybe play alongside a Bradley Beal if you run Bradley as more of like a point guard. Which um, I have done, historically, when yeah. John Wall initially went down. My team sucks at defense, so and I'm adding someone who <laughs> didn't put up the best defense in Mr. college. Um, so I'm nervous about that. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, I, I don't love the pick. If this was to be me, I would be try- I'd be on the phone. I'd be taking calls. But yeah, I'm going. I'm going AJ Griffin just because I think there's a little bit upside there. I like the age. I like the shooting. Um, I like his fit next to Bradley Beal to give him a bit of spacing. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm doing. I, I, at this stage, I'm really hoping a Dyson Daniels or Johnny Davis um, falls to me. But in this mock, it hasn't happened. So that's where I'm going. But really tough one to draft there. Would you go on somewhere different, Cal? I probably would have just. I just have other players higher, but I know what you mean. This team is one of the hardest teams. Yeah, to I pick find for. them one of the hardest. Like they, they are weirdly deep, but also it's really bad. Yeah, uh, no, never right. a great position you want to be in. Um, I guess your own little cornerstones are your Bradley Beal and Chris Stubbs, but Chris Stubbs has the injury concerns, so do you need to take that in consideration? You got yeah, Kuzma. Maybe I should have taken it. Like uh, Chris Stubbs, I guess you'd slide to the five, and you have Kuzma at the four, and then. I mean, Denny Adia was playing a fair bit of time, um, starting and, and blocks. It's it's a tough team to pick. Yeah, um, yeah. I really don't. I really don't like the options that I had. Um, up, look, I've picked AJ Griffin, and hopefully, maybe we can you know sign some decent defenders in free agency or something. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, I don't know if like obviously you're not relying on a rookie to 
come in and change your defense if you are trying to compete for the playoffs. And if you're not, then you're probably going to tear it down anyway. And then you have more chance to draft defense later on. So at least with AJ Griffin, he has the age bracket to allow you to do both of those options. So um, that's sort of the tiebreaker for me was just getting someone super young in the draft that can, that can both help either way. All right, let's go on to pick number 11. All right, New York Knicks. New York Knicks. Um, I look, I like my OB Toppin pick from a couple of years ago. Is really becoming a pretty good cornerstone. Cornerstone? That's a strong word. Well, I mean, like a young piece to build. Right. I, I think. I think from the rest I have right now, I'm definitely taking calls on Julius Randle. Like that's for sure. Him and him and Julius is like the same player. They can't really play together. Yeah. Um, which is quite unfortunate. Julius Randle at this point is one of the worst contracts in the league after last season. You hope he has a bounce back. <laughs> It's a big call. Um, Mitchell Robinson could be on on the move. Yeah. My point guard depth isn't great, let's be honest, unless I'm really going all in on Emmanuel quickly, but I think he's more of the scorer as opposed to a facilitator. I think what I'm doing, I'm I'm getting the best guy available. I'm going to take Jalen Duran here. Yeah, I like it. I just think it makes Mitchell Robinson a lot more expendable. Maybe someone offers him way too much money um, and I just back off a fair bit. I do see that as a potential um, situation there. so uh, And I like Jalen Duran. He can run the court. Yep. Totally no. such an intense player. Um, can block shots, rim runner, finisher at the rim. He, he really does fit this day and age for a, for a center. And, and I think he can move his feet quite well and work in a switchable kind of defense as well. And I think Tibbs will love this kid. He's like a, he's like a, offensively, like a much more offensively gifted Mitchell Robinson, really. Like you're sort of like replacing Mitchell Robinson's defense and you've got a much higher upside on offense um, and, and a much younger player on a friendlier contract. So I think um, it, it's a it's a big win here. I think that's a great selection here. And I'm, I'm actually kind of regretting not taking him for the Wizards. Um, I probably should have with a bit of defense and Chris Out's uh, insurance. But uh, yeah, I know. I think that's a good pick there, Cal. Let's move on to pick number 12. Uh, I love this pick for the OKC Thunder. Reminder that I drafted Chet Holmgren at pick number two for them. And I'm building off that defense. I'm building off that defense and I'm going to be selecting um, Jeremy Sohan here. I think that whilst I've got my my rim protection and my, my big blocks guy, I'm also going to be selecting a versatile wing slash big defender in Jeremy Sohan. And I'm going to, not only am I going to have great playmakers and point guard scoring um, with Shea and Giddy, I'm also going to be one of the best defensive teams in the league for a long time uh, with Jeremy Sohan here, who has a bit of playmaking. He's not a ball stopper. You know, he can maybe run some some uh, offense from, from the mid post or from the top of the key. So... I, I like this selection. I'm, I'm considering Tari Eason here, but I think that just the identity that you're going to go for with a Chet, I, I value the the uh, less gambly kind of um, defense that Atari would would go, and and he also fits the the younger age bracket a bit more um, with with a team like this. So um, Jeremy Sohan is my selection here for pick number twelve. What are your thoughts on Sohan to the OKC Thunder? Um, I think it's exactly what they're building towards. Uh, they're going to work on his shot, obviously. Yeah, but he's a great another... defender. He can guard one through five. A bit of the Scotty Barnes prowess because he can He can also pass pretty well, Yeah, I think, as well. I, I uh, think... So 
I was going to say, I think, I think what I'm banking on as well is my development team being in OKC. I'm, I'm, I'm backing my boys to get Jeremy Sohan's shot right, which is obviously his big concern. Yeah. And, and I think him and Chet as well would work quite well together. Both I love that pairing. Such defensive prowess and the fact that Chet can spread the court and give Sohan some, some room to kind of cut and yeah. um, obviously driving kick as well, which I think is in his game. So I, I do like the, the pairing between those two. Good, great young core. Actually, OKC right now. I love OKC's spot in this draft because I think a pick 12, you're still going to get a really good player. Um, I think there's like, you know, 12 or 13 really good guys in this draft. Um, after that, I think it does drop off a little bit and there's a bit of a blanket over the next few. But I think a pick 12, they're still going to get a really good guy. And, and it looks like there's a lot of forwards. So if you if you get like a, a Chet at number two and you, you, you add like, a, you know, Atari or, or a, a Sohan, or even someone, if someone like AJ Griffin or someone like that falls, you, you, you're in a really good spot. So um, very excited to see what OKC can put out next year and, and, and in the years following. Let's move on to pick 13. All right. Um, next on the board, obviously, it's a tough pick. Um, Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, what do they need? What do they need? Um, obviously, I've got my Lamelo ball as I guess my franchise player currently um, I could upgrade the center position um, in, in the short term. But that being said, I did select Kai Jones and JT Thor last year with both of my first round picks. Uh, so that, that does hurt. Um, I, I'm hoping that I could probably develop them. So I'm, I'm keeping that in mind a bit with this pick outside of Lamella. It's probably just miles bridges. Um, PJ Washington has shown some potential. James yeah. Booknight, what's going on there? I don't know what's happening with James Booknight. Terry Rozier uh, is, is a good good player. I do like Terry. Yeah, a little I think bit I'm older. I'm going to go with a defensive guy here, defensive big that can run the court a bit. I'm taking Terry Eason. He, yeah. He's next to my big board now, so he has moved up my my draft board. Um, Get on the, the Tari hype, man. I'm, I'm all yeah, about exactly. it. I, I'm, I'm entering the Tari hype. I think it can fit well. He can run. He's quick. Uh, I, I do see, as you mentioned before, some Kawhi Leonard kind of prowess there, big dude, get some people's ways, block shots, big hands. Uh, so, yeah, Tari Eason, I think, is a good prospect here. And he's, and he's got some offense, man. Like, he, he was, like, coming off the bench um, for LSU, but, like, their leading scorer, like, put up some good driving numbers. Like, he, he creates offense with his defense as well. Lots of fast break, great in transition. And and he's, uh, he's just a really, really good athlete. The only thing that gives me a little bit pause is that he's a bit older, um, but I think that at this point in the draft with the guy, other guys around him, there's not a many other like super young guys that I'm really confident in. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a big Tari Eason fan and he's probably slid a little bit more than I would have liked, um, in, in this mock, but with some of the fit things, I, I've just preferred a few other guys. So I think it's a good pick here. All right, let's move on to pick number 14. Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, okay, I, I think I know where I'm going here. I was going to have to really think if you didn't take Tari because he was someone who's definitely sliding on my board. But I do with this team, I want to continue to help my backcourt. Uh, I've got a really solid front court with Jarrett Allen um, and with Mobley 
and even like a Larry Market in there. Kevin Love's still around. Of yeah, course, I've your got highest paid player in Kevin Love. Yeah, Kevin Love, and, and let's not forget my boy Taco Fall. He's there as well. You know, a bit of <laughs> bit of height and motivation, towel waving on the on the team. So I'm, I'm looking in the backcourt. I'm I'm maybe looking for a bit of Karis Levert insurance. Maybe replace him for a Colin Sexton if I want to. Maybe make a trade or something like that. If someone maybe might overpay him when he's hitting the free agent market, so I'm going to select my highest backcourt guy, and he actually is the next highest guy on my board here with Malachi Brennan, who uh, I really like. I think he's one of the best shooters in this draft. I think he has a bit of creation ability about him as well. He can run a bit of pick and roll, get to his spots. He's not the most athletic guy, but I think for me, I don't value that quite as high as a lot of other people. I think he's athletic enough to get by. He's also a really solid defender, so I'm not worried about that end of the floor as well. Builds into my Builds into my thing that I'm trying to build in Cleveland where I've got a lot of good, versatile defenders. He's long. Um, so I'm really happy with Malachi Brennan at this selection here. What are your thoughts with that pick there, Cal? Um, I, I don't mind. I do like Brennan. Uh, he, he's a guy that can do a lot of different things. After dribble, pick and roll, he can attack the rim quite nicely. Solid on defense. Uh, got a nice shooting motion as well. So it's something that, that can jump in and contribute pr- pretty soon. Um, I, I personally did like um, Agbaji here. Uh, yeah, for a team looking I, to I thought you might have. Yeah. <laughs> Did you consider Agbaji at all with this pick? Uh, nah, not really. <laughs> I've got no. I've got a few other a few other wings that are a bit ahead of um, him for me. It 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 is it is a question of age for I, me. I just think the fit m- made a bit more sense uh, with this team. You know, if, if you look at say like, uh, Usman Jang, another small forward, if you're looking for that kind of thing, I think yeah, that's not a great fit for this team. No, I, don't uh, like I think that they fit. are probably looking for a, a better three that can kind of contribute straight away. And, and Brennan does does match that criteria. Yeah, so if you like his upside over an Abadjad, I don't hate you. For yeah, I just th- I just think that. I'm banking on him being a better player in three years than Akbashi is. Like he's three years younger. Um, you know, yeah, you, you say 22 is still young, but if three years down the track. Brennan isn't as good as Agbaji is now. I'd be I'd be quite surprised. So I, I'm just banking on the fact that I think that whilst Agbaji might be able to impact more now, um, you know, which even that is debatable in my opinion. But if if we can see that, I do pretty strongly think that that Brennan will be a better player in three years. So that's sort of what I'm leaning on. I still think I need a bit of time for this. Um, as good as we were last year, I still need a bit of time for this Cavs team to really mesh and really gel. I'm not I'm not pushing all of my chips onto the table just yet. Let's yeah, move. He, he does weigh as much as Chad Holgram, by the way. Yeah, but he's a good seven he's inches shorter. He's, he's, he's pretty built. I mean, like in terms of his body right now, right. Uh, it, is, it is pretty NBA ready for his for his um, height. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah it's also a bit saying. of a knock at Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, let's move on to pick number 15. Back right, to you, pick Cal. 15. Um... Who was selected? Charlotte Hornets back on the clock. Charlotte Hornets back on the clock. I think that the next guy on my on my board is Agbaji. Um, so I think that is that's what I'm leaning towards here. I know everyone um, listening is probably screaming, else? Mark Williams, Mark Williams. I know he, he's <laughs> probably the popular pick here. And I, I've seen him go 13 a lot of the times, which I, I can't get around really. I feel like he's not good enough to be selected there. At this spot, I do consider it, but even then, there's a lot. If, if you, if you I, want I'm more also versatile kind wins. of, I understand that. And everyone's saying, obviously, the center's the, yeah. I guess, their the weakness currently. 
but that being said, like I mentioned it before that they picked two guys yeah. um, last season. And then I guess you'd hope that they can at least progress one of them. How, yeah. kind of How valuable is a center? Is serviceable. Yeah. Um, so I'm even considering an EJ Liddell. Um, some guy that could play small ball, run the court, big dude. Um, I think, who, who did I pick up last time? Who was my 13th pick, Mitch? Just remind me. Uh, you picked Tari Eason last time. So with pick 13 was was our, our boy Tari. I'm going to, I'm just going to take Mark Williams. I think, you know what? Let, I'll All cut right. my losses. Let, let's say I, I did. Safe pick. Uh, yeah, I think other guys might get mad of us. We don't take a big one of these two picks. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I'm doing it for the haters out there. I think it's it. I think it's a solid pick. I, I actually don't mind insurance. it. Yeah, yeah. I I think obviously there are concerns about whether Kai Jones and JT Thor do work out. Um, and and I think I think Mark Williams will be a solid center. I, I think he's he's worthy of being a starting center in the NBA. I think he's going to be a good defensive presence. Whether or not he's going to be able to keep 30-plus minutes a night in a playoff game. Questionable. But, Charlotte, you've got to make the playoffs first. Um, and you've got two picks, top 15 picks. Maybe you've taken a a, a higher upside guy in, in Tari Eason beforehand. So this is where you can lock in the safe pick. I'd much rather do this at pick 15 than at pick 13. Much, much prefer Because in my eyes, I've got a high... I've got a, a pretty set top 13 uh, list of players on my big board. Would you Would you agree with that? Um, I, I'd probably go a bit more... Maybe third, yeah, thirteen deep. Yeah, personally as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think I, I, think, I do kind of have like a strong kind of ten, and then and then there's probably two or three guys that slide into that next tier. Yeah, okay. that makes sense, and it's a drop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So I think I think if I'm Hornets, I, I'm not entertaining Mark Williams until this pick fifteen, and then you know if if you if you just want to take like a you know take a single and, and go that go that solid center, I, I think it's a fine play. I do think that he's the second best center in this draft, um, uh, unless you count Chet as a center, which I guess I do. Uh, so maybe third best center in that point of view. Let's move on to pick number 16. All right, pick number 16 for the Atlanta Hawks. Another tricky team here. Um let me have a look at my big board and who's next on the list. Okay, we're coming into a bit of a bit of a tricky part of the draft where I've got a lot of players kind of meshed together in a in a bit of a clump. But I'm going to take a guy who I don't even remember if he was on our first mock draft because in my in my notes he he was two years older than what he actually is. But I'm going to be taking I think Jalen Williams here. Um, as a six foot five wing shooting guard, um, someone who's got an insane seven foot two wingspan. Um, he's a good ball handler. He's a good playmaker. Um, probably not your primary initiator, but someone who I want to be able to get Trey Young off the ball at least for stints. Um, still have the length to defend. Um, he's a decent shot maker as well. Um, the, the percentages. Not the best, but I think in a in a role where he's not going to be the main guy, where Trey Young's taking a lot of shots, he'll be efficient enough um, to work alongside. And I, I just really like the wingspan at the wing position, which this team doesn't really have a lot of with, you know, players like Bogdan Bogdanovich and, and Kevin Cuerta. Um, not the best defensive and versatile um, wing players. So I think Jalen Williams there is for me. I know you're probably thinking, what about Agbaji again, Cal? Is that is that where your where your thoughts <laughs> are with this pick? Fallen, 
being <laughs> off put by the A Chiefs. He's a great player. So a lot of people have him in, in the Sutton top 10. Yeah, not oh. me. Not me. <laughs> uh, I, I considered it. I did. I, he was immediately the kind of name that drew my attention, but I refer to my big board and, and I've, I've got Jalen uh, Williams a bit higher and uh, I think he's a better fit for this team. Okay. Um, yeah, Jalen Williams, uh, yeah, great passer. Um, they, they did run a, a lot of plays with him. He was finding um, just a big man a lot in terms of you have some rim runner, uh, Jalen Williams. So, like, if you have uh, John Collins to pair with that, Clint Capella, I, I actually can see that working quite nicely. Um, he's got a pretty good handle for his size as well. Um, good pick and roll. Um, Three-point shooting as well. Yeah. Did pretty well, I guess, from college. 39.6%. Yeah. So you're hoping he can maintain something like that. I, I definitely think he can. I think he's, his mechanics look really nice. So I, I actually really like Jalen Williams. And and um, he's definitely seen... He's probably been one of the biggest rises on my board over the last uh, several weeks since our last mock draft. So that's my pick there at pick number 16. Let's go over to pick 17 with the Houston Rockets. All right. Who you got for me, Cal? Uh, okay. Houston Rockets... Looking for youth here, maybe a bit of defense. Um, so maybe think, not not your boy then. <laughs> Is your boy going to keep sliding? He's really sliding. Oh he's man, really sliding. I wonder there. if I'm going to get him next. Now. Yeah. Wow. I just don't see. Yeah, I don't see Agbaji being a good fit. Unfortunately, nah. so I'm probably going to go for an upside hit again. I'm going to go for Usman Yang. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm just a bit of a youth movement. Uh, a, a guy that's six foot ten and can spread the court and shoot can can also pass quite quite nicely. I'm pretty excited to pick someone like him and pair him with my core. I'm hoping I can unlock something defensively. He has the length. I think he can be a good defender. A size. When we when we watched him play live, that was actually probably the biggest thing that I took away from him was his foot speed and his ability to stay mm. and guard players on the perimeter because he was a legit like he was guarding wings and guards in in the NBL like he and he was doing a really good job of it um he actually probably had a harder time guarding the big guys um probably because of his frail yeah. size but um I, I do think that he is someone who can switch out the perimeter and and, and play even like a, a bigger size small forward um assuming his shot really comes along yeah, precisely. And and just because I'm going nowhere anytime soon, I think Usman Jang is a guy that is definitely a, two years from now. Um, we'll see where he's at kind yeah. of thing. He's very young. So I'm, I'm happy just where I am with the Houston Rockets in the head office to this kind of really build him around my young core that I currently have. Yeah, I like I think I probably would have done the, uh, the same move there. So I think it's a good pick. Let's move on to pick number 18. All right, Chicago Bulls. Is this Akbaji time? I don't know. Let's let's have a look. What have we got? So we got uh, we're building around Lonzo. We're building around um, you know Zach Levine. Obviously, I yep. mean there and are questions. Assuming that he resigns, I'm, uh, I'm he crossing my fingers that he resigns. I'm not making a move <laughs> assuming that he's gone. Um, I'm going to be throwing him a lot of money. So, and then I've got DeMar DeRozan. So, I'm trying to be competitive this year. So, maybe I do want someone that can that can impact pretty quickly. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you think it's obvious. Um, I'm, I, I think I might actually go that way, though. I think, I think this is probably where I do... Yeah, I, I, I think I'll go 
Agbaji here. This is probably where he sits to me. He's probably not the, the the top guy on my big board right now, but he's very much in the mix here. And I think that um, especially if I'm trying to entice Zach Levine, even just the perception of getting a wing nine, wing now guy in the draft will, will help my chances with that. And I think he's going to be someone who's a good defender. Um, he's a good three-point shooter. He's a very decent athlete. Um, not much upside in my opinion, but... I think that I've got enough stars on this team, enough star power that I just need those role guys to sort of fill in around there and help with spacing and defense and all that all that good stuff. So I, I will take Ochai Agbaji here and put you out of your misery, Cal. He's a great player. He put up almost 20 points, 19.8, uh, three-point shooting, 41%. He's a guy that can come in and contribute straight away, be a great role player. Um, he, he's only... You know, a year older than some of the other guys uh, that have been selected, like uh, Atari Eason or stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I think in terms of a 3 and D guy, that is league obviously praised so much. He's a great fit. Any team would love to have him. Yeah, yeah. And, and we compare him to, like, you know, some of the older guys. Like, uh, who was the, the guy that Indiana drafted last year? I always blank on these names when I'm when I'm mid-pod, but he's two years younger than uh, than, than that player that was drafted last year. Uh, uh, Duarte. Yeah, sorry, Chris Duarte. Duarte. Yeah, he was 24. Like, he was proper, really old. Um, he, so, he, look, he's a great player. Once again, he can pretty much do it all. Yeah. Um, I still like Duarte in a couple of years' time, maybe with a bit more experience under his belt. I see him as an absolute role player in this league, yeah. and, and I say the same for Agbaji. Well, that's the thing. It's a role player. I, I'm drafting someone who I think can just contribute and help. Uh, I'm pretty confident that, that he's going to be decent. I'm not worried that it's going to be a big of a like a big bust of a pick. So um, it's just going to help my team. Who are, I'm trying to compete next year. I'm trying to get up there in the playoffs, and hopefully I'll stay healthy. Let's move on to pick number 19. All right, I actually, I really like how uh, this has um, ended up for me. He's on the top of my big board right now. I think he fits well for what Minnesota have. They just made the playoffs. They have the two cornerstone pieces in Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so I'm actually quite happy to get a guy that can pair with them, bring a bit more defense in EJ Liddell. Your boy. Um, EJ Liddell, I, yeah. I think that starting four is kind of up for grabs. You do have a Vanderbilt. Jaden McDaniels, um, you, man. Yeah, Jaden McDaniels. I know you're pretty high on Jaden McDaniels. I do like me both, some McDaniels. But both Vanderbilt and McDaniels can both play a bit of three as well. And, yeah. and their three is pretty limited as well. So I, they do. I really think they they're looking for there. a small forward, power forward. Yep. And EJ Liddell has fit that. Um, obviously, Kate is more for the four, but is a guy that plays great in transition, um, can run with Anthony Edwards. Um, it Obviously, can hit the three every now and then, but outside of that, his his offensive game does need a bit of polish. Um, but his defense is there. Uh, I think he's a big body. Um, he, he did score pretty well um, for the Ohio State as well this year. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I'm not going to put his age against him too much. He is 21. EJ Liddell, next to my big board. I like him. Yeah, I know, I, I know you don't. You're not as high as I am oh, on EJ. I, I'm I'm probably closer to you on EJ than I am on on Agbaji. Um, I've got I've got them both pretty similar in terms of where I rank them. Um, I, I think if I'm the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'm looking maybe at someone who can play a little bit more of that three. Where I don't know if EJ can. I'm not sure if Jaden's best position is at the three unless he can really like lock in. Um, that three ball and, and really consistently hit that, which he definitely could. Um, so I'm putting a lot of stock in that um, happening. Maybe I would have gone a Marjan Beauchamp or 
or even like a, a Jaden Hardy or something like that. But again, uh, he'd probably be right up there with with the picks there. So I I, I do have him around this this point in the draft and and pretty pretty close to the top guy on my board right now. All right, let's go on to pick number twenty. All right, pick number 20, selecting for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, obviously, they have a few picks in this draft. I would be surprised if they kept all of these picks. Uh, I think they're probably going to be looking to trade at least one or two of them, but assuming that they're going to keep them all, I'm going to be taking, again, another swing here. Remind me, who did we pick for them at um, pick number... They, they were very happy to take Benedict Matherin at that's number right. nine. Yeah, okay, so they, got, they picked up Benedict Matherin. So maybe I'm looking for... We've got... Obviously, DeJounte Murray is the cornerstone. You've got some other guys like Devin Vassell, who I really like. Um, Keldon Johnson is an okay piece. Jakob Pertl. So I've, I do have some decent wings. Maybe I'm looking for a bigger player. I would have loved EJ Liddell here, to be honest. Um, I think I, that, I would like that pairing too, actually. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm, pissed that EJ Liddell just went. Um, <laughs> the more I think I about it. I inside the top 20. I had to. I had, yeah. I had to. Couldn't get to the 20 pick for me. <sighs> okay, let me go. All right, I might go with the guy that I mentioned before. I think it's a bit early for some guys like Nikola Jovic and, and some of those players I don't quite have in this tier. So I'm going to go with a Marjan Beauchamp, and, and maybe he can play a bit bigger than his size. He's got a really nice long wingspan. Maybe he can play up and play a bit of power forward maybe a small forward, and just have a really versatile lineup. So I'm going to go with Marjan Beauchamp. And, and with the Spurs development system, um, I'm banking on backing in my boys to, to develop his jump shot and um, work along some of those guys. So that's where I'm going with this pick in Marjan Beauchamp. What are, you, what are your thoughts there? Um, yeah, Beauchamp, athletic, big guy. Played for the G League Ignite. Um, I, I do kind of like to respect some of the guys in the G League um, Ignite because I do think they're going up against tougher competition than college. Yeah, for sure. I think it's underrated uh, for sure. You, you saw someone like Kaminga last season who did it and, and didn't shoot very well. He was in the 30s. I think it was about you know 38% field goal. Mm. Um, but he took a lot of shots. He learned a lot and are now in the NBA playing as more of a role player. Um, he, he's looking really, really good. So I, I do like um, Marjan Bootcamp, uh, Bootcamp. Bochamp, I think. Whatever, whatever those vows do together. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the fit, um, I, I think you can run up and down the court really well with DeJounte Murray, and, and that's really what I'm keeping in mind here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my options fairly open with the Spurs. I think they've got a lot of different ways they can go. I think it's tough to know whether they made, obviously, the play-in, uh, probably unexpectedly. Uh, and obviously with Greg Popovich there, you always want the option to try and push for the playoffs and, and have a have a good team. So uh, I think uh, Bochamp has the ability to do both that and stay young. Let's move on to the next pick, pick 21. Might start to go through these a little bit quicker to finish off the draft here. Cal, who have you got uh, going to the Nuggets? All right, so what pick is this? 21, uh, Denver Nuggets. Could be on the board here. I could potentially go. Oh, I think that this makes sense. Actually, I'm not going to overthink it. With the with Jamal Murray, obviously coming off his injury, my my point guard lineup was was pretty bad. Let's it, be was. We, we it was. It was pretty bad. Rivers. We we had some Campazo playing probably too many minutes. I'm going to take Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, I think that's where I would go to. I think he's a good player. Um, can find guys. Can come off the bench to start. Can even 
he's just a great role player. I, I, I kind of see that where that, that's where he lands. And and in terms of the need for my team, I, I have him around this range anyway. I think he's the best point guard available. And my team does need a, a point guard, especially with a bit of Jamal Murray insurance as well. Yeah, I think I think he's uh, a lot of people have him maybe a bit higher than what we've drafted him here, but I think this is the perfect spot for me for him to go sort of this late teens, early twenties kind of spot. Uh, I don't see a great deal of upside here. He's a good uh, playmaker and a good shooter. Lacks a little bit on the defensive side of things. He's not the he doesn't have the longest wingspan for his position. Uh, he's not super short, but you know six three. He's not. I don't see him as someone who can guard up very well. He can get away. I don't think he's going to be punished on the defensive end per se, but he, I don't think he's a plus on that side. So, um, And the athleticism is probably uh, less than you would like as well. So um, just a good, smart, solid winning basketball player. You have to take into account maybe the Kentucky factor. We often see the Kentucky guys come in and show a lot more than what they did in college. So that's probably the only little bit of hope that I have that maybe he has a bit more upside than I'm giving him credit for, but I just don't see it like I've seen with some of the other guys in the past. But then again, who knows with those Kentucky guys. Um, maybe they'll he'll come out and, and continue to show that trend to be legit. But I, I like the pick there, man. I think I would have done the same. Uh, let's go to pick 22. All right, pick 22 here. I'm just trying to get really... A player who's versatile can fit on my team here. I'm probably not looking for a starter here. I've got a really good team that, um, you know, matched up pretty well with the Golden State Warriors until my star player, John Morant, went down. So I'm going to take a guy here who's my next highest on the board, and that is Blake Wesley from Notre Dame. He was a very high usage player in college. Um, but someone who has the ability to guard um, decently. Again, another one of those combo guards, wing players, really long wingspan, decent shooter, decent defender. Um, he's 19, so he's still on the younger side. He's got a bit of time to develop. Uh, I think he can be versatile with this with this group and, and join the, the group of Melton, Morant, Desmond Bain, uh, Dylan Brooks, and all those kind of guys and, and have that versatility for that uh, backcourt and wing rotation there. What, what are your thoughts with Blake Wesley, Blake Wesley real quick? Yeah, I've always been pretty high on him. He's, he's a bucket, right? Um, yeah, he gets he's a bucket. crafty, can get to the paint pretty well, explosive. Um, you, you're hoping that translate in a bit of a bench scoring role. Yeah, I think I think he will benefit a lot by not being the man um, as well. I think he obviously had poor efficiency shooting in college, ha- asked a lot of him on that team. So um, the efficiency numbers are pretty poor, but I don't think that on a team like the Grizzlies, he's going to have to do that. So I'm less concerned in a team like this um, compared to like a team where he might have a bigger role uh, early in his career. I think he'll he'll have that time to develop and become more comfortable with the NBA with a team like the Grizzlies. All right, let's move on to the next pick, pick number 23. All right, Philadelphia 76ers. I'm looking to compete now. Obviously, I got Joel, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. I'm probably my, my corner pieces. Oh, Tobias Harris as well you'd throw in there. I mean, you may be trying to trade Tobias Harris, but yeah, he's he's definitely yeah. one of the better players on the on the court. Um, I'm going to take this is a defensive wing here. Um, he's, he's next to my big board as well. I'm just going to take him. I'm just going to take Kendall Brown. Yeah, okay. With this pick. 
bit of a prospect for, from in terms of his shooting. I hate his shot. I yeah, really I'm not like a fan either. At all. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he's, he's only 19. I'm, I'm hoping that we can yeah. just tweak it a bit and get something a bit more consistent. Uh, we, we saw what Lonzo Ball's jump shots become from when he came into the league. So there, there's some hope there for guys like this. His shot is nowhere near as broken as that one was. And, and what he brings in, um, you know, just in terms of athleticism, uh, his rim running, I think is really quite special. And, and, and also he's actually a pretty good passer as yeah. well. He can drive and kick um, fine guys quite nicely. Yeah. In terms I, of what he can bring right now, I can, I think he can contribute on the defensive end. Um, and I guess that's why I'm picking him as well as I think he is the best prospect on the board. Yeah. I, I like it. I think, I think at this point of the draft, we're starting to get, become less and less confident with these guys. Um, I definitely start to see a bit of a tear drop off coming soon, but um, he he is someone that I think can be be serviceable. He's he's a he's a plays winning basketball. I don't necessarily think he's got much upside, but um, the athleticism does he's not give a team. you. I yeah, mean, he's he young. Gets a consistent shot. Yeah, if if he can get like a, a, a an above average shot in the NBA, then yeah, you can definitely unlock a bit with that. But um, I do think that he'll be he'll be contributing to winning basketball in the NBA. So um, a good rotation piece, I think, which is what you're after. Let's move on to pick number twenty four. Alrighty, Milwaukee Bucks. What am I looking for here? So obviously I've got Giannis. He's my big man. He's my dude. Maybe I want a center to back him up. I've still got Brooke Lopez there. Bobby Porter. I could even play a bit of Giannis center. So maybe I can get that later. Drew Holiday's my dude at point guard. Chris Middleton's there. Probably just looking for a bit of depth maybe in my, my guard positions. So what I might do... If I'm looking through, let me just check my big board here. Um, maybe maybe we'll have a bit of a swing on a bit of upside here and, and put him in a good culture. Let's have a look at Jaden Hardy for this pick here. I think he's the he's the highest guy on my big board, the last guy I've got in a in a tier before I see a bit of a drop off. Um, he's a good shot creator, which I think they did lack a little bit in the playoffs. Obviously, you, you're working around Giannis, um, so he can he can maybe get his own shot um, coming off the bench. Um, maybe you know if there's ever an, another injury to someone like a Christian Middleton or something like that again, he he can relieve a bit of that offensive burden that Giannis seems to carry, and and um, hopefully his efficiency can be improved on a, on a good team and a championship level team. And a, and a good coach that helps with a lot of offensive um, strategy and, and, and planning. So I'm going to go with Jaden Hardy here. What are your thoughts on Hardy real quick? Yeah, Jaden Hardy, he's got a lot of upside, I think, as well. Um, even on the defensive end, he's got a big frame at 6'4", with someone that can play um, kind of a guard position. You can yep. play, play one through three. Yeah, I um, agree. So in terms of the fit, to be honest, um, I mean, Milwaukee probably just need a bit of depth everywhere. So there's no real wrong pick at this point for them. Yeah. All right, let's go pick number 25. All right, the third pick for San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, they're getting up there. Um, okay, I had Matherin. I had uh, Boo Champs. I've already got two wings. So keeping that in mind, I've obviously got DeJounte Murray. I'm going to – look, I like this pick actually. Once again, youth, I'm going to try and develop these guys. Bryce McGowan's – I like Bryce McGowan's. I have been uh, on him. I've been on the record. I think he has some tools, some good finishing touch, um, great feel for the game. 
Oh, I take that back, actually. He, he can be a good finisher. His feel for the game, he can take stupid shots sometimes. That probably yeah. is his weakness. But that being said, I, I do think uh, he's, he's aggressive. He gets, reel. He, he gets the free throw line a ton. He does. He does. Um, he's um, Probably he's put on a bit of weight as well. Yeah. Um, but his frame's pretty good. 6'6", six, six, long. Um, obviously, he can get a shot pretty much on anyone with his explosiveness. So Bryce McGowan's develop him a bit to go next to Jonte Murray. I like it. Yeah, and hopefully Pop can get some good defense out of him if anyone can get some good defense. I, I, I back Popovich to do that in the Spurs system. He's not going to put up with no shit, no no defensive <laughs> lapses. So I think I think it's a good landing spot for him to go to maximize his potential. He does have a bit of upside. I'm, I'm a bit lower than I think you are, but he, I do admit that he, he does have a bit of upside. Um, and at this point of the draft, he, he's probably getting pretty close to, to my best available player. Actually, I think he was my next best player available. So uh, I like the pick. Let's move on. Pick 26. Pick 26. I'm building around Luca. I've got a whole bunch of shooting on my team. Maybe I need a little bit more defense. You know, um, they did well on the defensive side of things, but but probably overachieved from that point of the the year. So, what do I want to do with this pick? I am starting to run out of names that I like here. I'm gonna go with. A guy who's risen up my board a little bit and someone I'm definitely keeping an eye on with fantasy in mind, Jake Laravia. He's a bit of a bit of an all-rounder. He he does a lot of things well. He he's a decent defender, he's a decent shooter, he can he can play make a little bit. Um, and I think just having that all-rounder kind of type near next to Luka Doncic, he can fill a few different roles. Um, he's got good size, six foot eight, so maybe he can play up in the power forward position. Um, if we go to a bit of a small ball, um, I think that's where I'm going to go. Jake Laravia. He, have you seen much of Jake Laravia and his stats at college at all, Cal? He's one I'm very excited about for, for fantasy translation. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot of video of him. Um, I know he could get the, the ball in the bucket, average about 14 points a game, and was a guy that had a pretty reasonable kind of basketball IQ as well. Yep. Yeah, four assists, seven rebounds, a block, 1.8 steals, all per 36 minutes. He's a junior in college, but he's still only 20. He'll still only be around 20 years old um, when he's drafted. So as a junior, that's actually pretty young. Um, so someone who, you know, has the experience, but also the uh, not he's not super old. He's got a bit of youth on his side. So um, that's where I'm going with that pick. Let's move on to pick number 27. Just draft your team here, man. Yeah, here you go. Finally. (laughs) Pressure's on, man. You you, you better do well here. (laughs) Representing your franchise. Um, Obviously, look, I got my boy Jimmy, one of the best players in the league and probably the best playoff player in the league. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice little uh, slide in there. Like, these guys always just find... They usually just find good players, don't they? Keep in mind, you've got, you got to get, get someone who fits the heat culture, right? I mean, we, we'd be remiss true, if we didn't mention... exactly what I'm considering right now. <laughs> who has the, the best heat culture here? Yeah. Who's got that dog in them? <laughs> I think I'm ironically just going to take the best prospect here who doesn't doesn't have quite a whole lot of dog. 
Okay. But we're hoping the culture around him can bring it out of him. Right, that, right. That, that, that's what he coaches there for, right? I'm going to take Patrick Baldwin, Baldwin Jr. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, guy that can stretch the court, hit threes quite well. Didn't do too well this season. Went to a, a team that uh, very much underperformed. He, he was their star player, and, and I think a lot of defensive homed in on him, hence why he had a, a bad field goal. But I think this guy can get a bucket, man. He's a great shooter. Um, any kind of ISO stuff, I think he can work pretty well. Um, so if he comes off the bench now for a team and just hit some threes, uh, I think that will contribute. Yeah, well, um, Miami seems to love their their three point shooters. Like you think about Struess and um, someone like uh, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, Robinson um, Gabe Vincent. All these guys, like yep. they seem to be able to use these guys really, really well. So I actually, um, I hadn't thought of it really much, but I, I actually like the pick here because I think um, Eric Spolster is really good at using these guys and, and covering up their weaknesses on defense and things like that. He was yep. obviously very highly touted um, before the college season started. Questionable move to a to his, I think it was his dad's team uh, in That's college, right. and and definitely very much disappointed. Um, I think he was a top 10 pick before the season started. Um, so he slid a fair way, but at this point I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I think it's actually a, a nice pick here. And I think it works well with the, the Miami Heat. All right, let's move on to pick number 28. All right, pick number 28, and I am selecting for the Golden State Warriors, hopefully the, uh, the NBA runner-ups. Champions. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I was this close, you know. I made the finals and just ran to this juggernaut team, the Boston Celtics. Uh, couldn't quite get over the hump. So I'm trying to get back onto the mountain. <laughs> um, so who, who can help me do that? Let's have a look here. Don't love a lot of these options. I'm building around Steph and, and Draymond, obviously. I, I've got a nice piece in Jordan Poole. I like my pieces in Mo, Moses Moody. And uh, I think you're, obviously you're trying to find a high IQ player to fit the yeah. brand of the Golden State Warriors. I don't want a ball stopper. I want someone who can move the ball. That's it. Um, who who's can can play the good motion offense that I that I'm running. So I'm probably. Hmm, they can go. They can go a number of different ways here. But I'm probably going to go a little bit upside. I'm going to hope that my system can help with the defensive lapses, and I'm going to go with the Nikola Jovic here. A big guy who can run a fast-paced offense. He can he can get out and push, which I know my team likes to do. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Nikola Jovic and hope that Draymond can save my butt on defense, uh, which obviously are his concerns. He's still fairly young. Um, I think that that's probably where I'm going to go at this point of the draft. He's probably one of the more high upside guys, I think, left on the board. So, Nikola Jovic, what do you, what do you think about that selection and fit in Golden State? Uh, you can have that too much offense. Uh, Nikola Jovic, three-point sniper for sure. That's what he's there for. Can also run the ball in fast break. High IQ, um, I also think as well. So, yeah, you're hoping Draymond can save him a fair bit on defense. Um, but if he comes off the bench now, as a bit of a sniper. Um, for a team that will be contending again for the next couple of years, I think uh, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I, I like it. Let's move on to pick twenty nine. Your last pick. Okay, uh, Memphis, Memphis again. Um, deep roster. Probably going to take the best guy available for me. Selected here. Blake Wesley at pick twenty two in our mock. Just to okay. give you a reminder. Um, I'm probably going to 
get a big man here. Um, yep. Cause I think Steven Adams is pretty expendable. Uh, he might even be a free agent soon. He is, he's got one, one year left on his deal. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Christian Coloco here. I like it. The Coloco, the, uh, where is he from? From Cameroon, is it? Yeah, Cameroon, uh, played for Arizona. Yep. 6'10", averaged a lot of blocks a game. Um, obviously, between him and Kesler Walker, they're, they're two similar players. I, I think Coloco at the draft combine, if you were tuning in, he was hitting down some shots there. Yes, yeah, so flash a bit of three-point upside. Yeah, exactly. So with that three-point upside in mind, um, I'm happy to get a Christian Coloco here. Yeah, I don't mind it. I like it. I think I think he's probably the next best big guy I had on my board. He, he's right on the border of a first round pick for me. Um, just with the center thing, I think he. I don't know, and he's a little bit older, which also gives me a bit of pause for concern. But I think he, he could be a good rotation piece and um, someone who obviously has the um, size and athleticism to to hold his own. Let's move on to the last pick in the first round. All right, with the final pick, the OKC Thunder. Going to round it off here. I'm just going to go with a guy that I really like um, at this point. A bit of upside. A um, bit of an unknown prospect until maybe a few months ago with Ryan Rollins. Uh, combo guard. Um, I drafted a lot of defense early on um, with uh, Chet and Jeremy Sohan. So I want to continue to maybe get a good score off the bench. Uh, maybe to pair alongside um, someone like a Trey man. So keep my offense going. He's got good size at that position. Six foot four, but he's long. He's really smooth, um, really crafty. Bit unorthodox, but a decent shooter as well. Ryan Rollins, um, someone who played for a smaller smaller college team over in Toledo, uh, but definitely someone who I have uh, some decently high hopes for as a bit of a smoky to make the first round in the NBA playoffs. That will do it for our mock draft today. What are your thoughts and overall takeaways before we sign off here, Cal, on, on our mock draft results? Um, yeah, look, we did a great job. We definitely put our brains of, of what GM should do. So any of GM out there listening, I know you're there. Oh, yeah. Um, we're really taking consideration what we've uh, done for your teams. Well, here, well I, I saw, was it ESPN's, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but one of the one of the draft analysts got recently hired as a, as a GM or assistant GM. So... Who knows, Cal? Maybe that's you and me next time. So uh, we keep chipping away at this, keep putting our name out there. Uh, I'm, I'm open for business if any team wants to come and give me a call. As am I. Yeah, slide into my DMs. Let's go, guys. Um, let us know what you guys think uh, and what, what you would have done differently. Do you think some picks were terrible, some picks were great? Um, how do we go with the pick for your team uh, in the draft? Let us know down in the comments on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. Give this video a big thumbs up. Uh, follow us over on Twitter, and we will see you guys next time. Laters. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.